Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. B, ten tons of animal fury leap from the screen. Hey, look! C, eight. The giant ape defied jaw shark. See giant ape vanquish monster reptile. See ocean liner demolished. See Metropolis fight to survive flaming holocaust. See helpless beauty in embrace of 36-foot monster. See ape in 3D. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. be confused with King Kong. <laughs> oh! oh. That, that trailer. Dear Lord, that trailer. Ape. It, it, it's like they took the uh, <laughs> the Chinese translation. Ape. Oh, they did, totally. Fights Korean. jaw shark. Or Korean. Ape Korean fights giant reptile. It's like they just took the, the, the Korean translation and just read it as is. They didn't mm-hmm. do anything special for that. Thank at, God they did that, because that's at awesome. all. Ah, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, good old ape. Now, this well, is a well, this is a film that we were asked to review. By the way, 
Welcome to Movie Sucktastic. Yes, welcome. Your hosts, uh, Joey and Scott. That's right. I'm one of the two. You're one of. And you're the other. I am the other. Yes, it's true. It is true. Oh, balls on a stick. What? What'd you do now? Eh, nothing yet. Uh-oh. I'm muting, uh... Alright, there we go. For everyone's enjoyment. Ape! <laughs> I'm showing it on the screen in the back there. There we go. Uh, so, uh. In, in the opening scene with the uh, the potential uh, potential uh, gay romance scene. Yeah. <laughs> a very effeminate... Uh, oh. You know, and I just I just closed my notes and everything. Uh, these these two actors are both. Uh, this film is one of those films where you go to IMDb, half the cast, this is their only film, except for Joanna Kern. She actually went and made some of, something of herself. Except when well, she no. was uh, when making this film, she had a different last name, unless it was some weird Korean translation. But it was Joanna Verona or Varona or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she became Joanna Kearns, right? Unless, like I said, unless some weird Korean translation. Well, no, no, but, no. D Verona is like her maiden name, that kind oh, of thing. Okay, fine. A D Verona, fine. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, Colonel Davis, who I love in this movie. <laughs> I love that guy. I love everything about him in this movie. Uh, his name is Alex Nickel. He was a veteran actor. Okay, and I looked him up. Not, and not only actor, but but, but music, stage musical yes. actor as well. Yes, large and resume. Yep, large resume uh, of stuff under his belt. And I don't know if he was just maybe in town. <laughs> they talked oh, him into. Actually, I'm sorry, they, I didn't mean to step on you there, but he he actually did this as a favor for a friend of his. Oh, okay. Because looking well, at the director asked him to do it, so he did it as a favor. This was his last film, I believe, before he retired. Well, there's one movie, one more movie after this called Women in the Rain, and I don't know if that's the last one or this one, or I don't know if they put it in order or not. But a film like this should end someone's career. <laughs> well, the, there's a lot of careers that didn't start. Let's put it that way. That's right. But Colonel <laughs> Colonel Davis. I love his delivery in this movie too. Everything. When he's pretending to talk on the phone, that's real acting right there. Mm-hmm. That's that's sure. trying to turn a turd, you know, into something special and shiny and it's oh. just it ain't it ain't happening. After, they after want so long, what? <laughs> after so long you're just you're just counting the minutes until he appears on screen. Exactly. And he's got my, a lot my, of screen time. Oh, he's, you, of course, my my favorite line of his, uh, I just had to look, I posted it earlier. To hell with the press, I'm going to smoke this goddamn cigarette. Do <laughs> you think that was improvised? <laughs> I no nothing what, in this. What was brand is this? Not, oh, it's it's Chinese brand. It means good health. <laughs> no, long, long, life, long, life, long life, long life, long life. Ha 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 ha! Cut scene. But. I, as, as good as he is, my favorite actors in the film are the seaman and first mate 
on the boat in the first five minutes of the film. Yeah, that's what's on the screen right now. Oh, and I want to just very quickly get it out of the way. I want to thank Gino Cuddy for uh, sending us uh, a voicemail our way to review this film. So I wanted to get yeah. the kudos out of the way. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Gino. Because yeah. uh, ap- because after uh, a week and a half to two weeks of vacation, having the first nightmarish day back, uh, working overtime, dealing with a bunch of crazy people, and then cramming at the last minute, watch you know re- revisiting this film, just driving me to want to shove a fork in my fucking throat during it. Thank you so much, Gino. You think that's a real shark in the beginning? Uh, it's just a dead one. <laughs> it's a dead one. That's why he's thrashing it around by the mouth. And then they, it looks like they cut the mouth open at one point, mm-hmm. and so they he could they could replicate the um, uh, when he kills the uh, T Rex in King Kong. They said that uh, the like- reason why they had a shark in here was to parody or make fun of Jaws, which was released a year earlier. Yeah, now, this is one of those films where they'll say they, they were trying to parody stuff. No, there was no mirth or, or parody or... This was not this was not a tongue-in-cheek film. They were trying to make a film to uh, to capitalize on the upcoming uh, Dino De Laurentiis remake of King Kong, the Bo Bridges... You know, the, not Bo Bridges, Jeff, the Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Bridges and, um, I wish Bridges had been in it. No, the Jeff Bridges one from uh, 76. And so they were Lang. doing this pure... Jessica Lange. Oh, no, 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 so, no. Sybil Danning. What was Jessica Lange? That was, uh... Was it Jessica Lange or Sybil Danning? I think you're right. I don't know. I didn't... I, I wasn't look looking at that one. But they did this specifically just, like, the, the throw in the theaters to cash in on it, and uh, De Laurentiis didn't, didn't even get the cash in on the 76 remake because that didn't do, go, do very well, so <laughs> this one was even less successful. Jessica Lange. Um, Jessica Lange. Yeah. So I was yeah. right. Yeah, no, it's 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 correct, uh, and yeah, it, it, the movie was made for twenty three thousand dollars. Really small budget. It had a, a U.S. release, which I was happy that it did because it falls under our guidelines. All of the miniatures in the film were done for twelve hundred dollars, and and you can see every dollar of that twelve hundred dollars on screen. Yeah, it's all right there. No hidden. It's they they put every dollar into the uh, cardboard cutouts. I will say for twelve hundred dollars, they did they didn't do a half bad job. I mean, they that, did. That means... They did. They did. Ex- they did exactly a half bad job. That's what, <laughs> that's what you get for twelve hundred dollars, sir. Well, I've hey, I've seen higher budget films with uh, models that don't look that much better. Now I need to stop you. <clears throat> And go okay. back because I think you're 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 stepping over the two breakaway leads in this film, which were the seaman and the first mate on the boat. <laughs> I mean, Walt Meyer as the seaman, his own both of them only only film they've ever been in was this one. Just when when the when the seaman turns around, and he's like you know just like that calm, slightly effeminate feet of uh, stature. Is he okay down there? So he's quiet. You know, it just doesn't seem right to cage a beast up like that in, in captivity. I know what you mean. <laughs> it's just like that soft, tender moment. You're waiting for them to kiss. If if the if the if the ape, that's what it was, right? Ape, yeah. Ape. If the ape didn't Not to be smash out with of King Kong. Exactly. If the ape hadn't smashed out of the toy boat 
I, I, five more minutes, and I guarantee they. I would have watched an entire film just of them talking on the on the uh, deck on the boat while the monster was like tied up underneath. <laughs> that would have been a film for me. I want to hear more of this conversation: the philosophizing seaman, the uh, the emotional, uh, empathetic first mate. It, it was. It was just. And then the the famous last words, oh shit! <laughs> and it was the most casual, relaxed oh shit ever. It was it was it was as if he just remembered that he forgot to return uh, a DVD before setting out. So I forgot oh, to go to the rental store. Oh shit! Toy boat explodes. <laughs> everything after the f- that's the problem. The film peaks in that first five minutes. Everything else is like a a dull roar muted in the background right. of this set piece of these two seamen and just the... contemplating the nature of of, uh, of of taking this and and originally and he the, the the ape it's an ape right yeah the yeah. ape the ape ends up in korea because it escapes the ship because they were on their way to disney world <laughs> now <clears throat> the ape going crazy and destroying things in disney world that's the movie I want to see. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. But, yeah, I, I would love to see that. Walt Disney, no! And we're talking Mr. 19... Who? Yeah, but, and, but we're talking 1970s Disney World that they were taking the ape to. Not modern day, not current day. 1970s yeah. Disney World. Yeah, Whole yeah. different ball game. Yeah, Mr. Toe's Wild Ride. Yeah, you could you could you could still smell like Walt's rotting corpse in the seventies. It wasn't. Um, it was still, you know, they they were they weren't done excavating that corpse yet. So that would have been a whole different. I totally believe that they if they found a giant ape, they'd end up going to Disney World in the nineteen seventies. <laughs> no, no doubts in my mind. Probably not. The uh, the film was also it's a three D movie, and yes. uh, you. You know, if you didn't know that, you could tell just by them constantly sh- throwing shit at your TV. I mean, every other thing is just thrown at you. My favorite, of course, is the flaming arrows that are going about two, three feet a, a second, a minute. Yeah. And it's they have those just... great Asian, like, <laughs> I love those. <laughs> Ching! There's one scene in the film where it just breaks out into a karate film. Like your Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock, you know, karate film. But then it's a film, but it's a film within a film because they're filming it. Right. There's a camera crew there filming the martial artists. But then the martial artist actors, when they see the gorilla, they don't just run away. They grab flaming arrows and attack. So, you know, these are professional <laughs> martial arts actors. That, that's right. And, of course, you... And you also had the, the the female lead of the film. Uh, you mentioned Joanna Kearns. Joanna She's Kearns. an actress there to film a film. Uh, we get to see two scenes, both involving potential rape. <laughs> and, you know, when that scene happens, and the guy's getting real rough. And yeah. <laughs> real uh-huh. rough. And oh, yeah. the, oh, yeah. the director calls cut, and he's like, you got to be more gentle. You want me to be more gentle during a rape scene? It's like, well, and yeah, what, but... Not- <laughs> and what? And and the director's name? Oh, I don't remember. Dino, which was a which was a oh, nod to Dino right. Dino. who was doing the King Kong and uh, remake. And that makes sense because the director is Paul Leder or Letter, who's the co-writer. He's the brother. He's the director. I mean, he's that's the yeah. actual director of the film. He played the director uh-huh. for that scene. His brother Ruben Letter uh, was the co-writer with him. 
so yeah no you're, you're right that is that is a uh, a nod if they would probably say it's a nod he would say it's it was a slap so the, in the face. it was weird in, yeah it was weird in that scene too because i could have sworn that when she's there she's wearing a robe and and he asks why are you wearing a robe and she said well i didn't want to wrinkle my costume and so that makes me think that the robe wasn't her costume but then they proceed to film the rape sequence with her still wearing the robe Right, she kind of took it off for a split second where she's just wearing... She flashed. Like, she little like flash, flash. Ron panties, and yeah. then that was it. And then they start the scene, and he's getting real rough. And she, well, she <laughs> still has the robe on. Yeah, she's still got the robe on. And that guy, you could tell. It's like, that guy's trouble. That guy's <laughs> trouble. You could tell that's he got into this business for the rape scenes. <laughs> that's right. Hey, don't the, hold me back now, sir. <laughs> seven years and seven years acting uh, bit parts, working my way up. I'm at the rape scenes now. Don't tell me to hold back. <laughs> you want real? Sh I'll actually rape this woman. <laughs> She'll take it and like it. As <laughs> that's how that's 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 why uh, that's why uh, Jeff Goldblum got into the business. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Just for that whole rape that rape scene Death in Death Wish. Wish. That, yeah. Yeah. Everything that's else right. was just icing on the cake. I kill rich cuds. <laughs> hey, I found my new ringtone. I gotta get that. <laughs> you rich cut. I kill rich cuts. I have that sound bite somewhere. I thought I did. Anyway. See, I, yeah, well, I, it needs to be on my phone. That's what. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Next to, to hell with the press. I'm gonna smoke this goddamn cigarette. That's right. The it goes from the rape scene to uh, who is it? Uh, well, well, there's no real, there's, there's no, no real, real plot. Float film, yeah. I mean, monkey escapes. Monkey runs around doing uh, co part comical, part adventurous slash dangerous things. Uh, just like King Kong gets a fascination on the girl, chases her all over the town. Military kills the ape at the end. Spoiler alert. And that's pretty much it. And 50% of the film is, is intercut, just scenes of uh, Korean people running from one location to the next. Right. And that puppet show. Oh, my God. How long do we need to go focus on the puppet show? Well, you're just not a fan. It's 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 probably was meant to be some kind of tension builder. Right. But in, all it is is here's the ape smashing up buildings on the same street. Here's the puppet show. Ha 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 ha. Here's the ape for destroying more buildings. Here's the puppet show. Ha ha. ha. And there's no real tension building anywhere in there. It's just back and forth, back and forth. It almost you almost get the feeling that just someone just mixed up the film. Like they got right. the roles, the reels crossed, and then we're just got a, a weird montage of puppet show and ape destruction. Ape destruction. Yes. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know who else I like too? I like the captain. Uh, Captain Kim. Who, uh, uh, no, I like him, and, and I'll tell you why I like him. He's because a bit too Korean. <laughs> his delivery on lines is great. Because he gets talked into everything. It's like, you shouldn't go there, it's dangerous. Yeah, but I can get it done if you give me a Jeep. Okay, we'll do okay. it. Okay. <laughs> like, wait a minute, what are you doing? You just told him it was dangerous. 
Uh, and then when he's talking to the reporter, he goes, oh, you remember me? Oh, yeah, I remember you. He's like, oh, when was the last time you were here? Oh, I was here three years ago. Oh, maybe now, you know, next time I come, you'll be a chief. Ah, uh, maybe, if I don't catch this. It's like, what the fuck are we listening to right now? There's if I don't catch the ape, I'll be, I'll, be I'll be sweeping streets. If I don't get the story, I'll be selling newspapers. It's called the, it's, it's, not, the, it's not the butterfly effect, it's the ape effect. <laughs> it's like the opposite of that. It's where, where the ape can change everybody's career paths. Just by being elusive. Uh, I love it when he when the reporter tries to go save his girlfriend, um, and he just convinces him, if you create, a, a, a distract the monkey, <laughs> I can go get her. No, it's too dangerous. No, I can do this. Okay, let's do it. It's like what? okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, he, he, <laughs> he's a Korean Tommy Wiseau. Okay. <laughs> oh, hi, giant monkey. Oh, you destroyed my village. I mean, it's there's 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 not a lot to say about the film as far as it's just a, a, a blatant blatant attempt to cash in on a major film coming out soon. Uh, it's got all your exploitation things. You got the woman. What was what was the line? Where is it? She tells the ape, "Be gentle." Oh, oh yeah. Just sexual, oh. uh, you know. Just and then, uh, and I, I, I think I've seen this clip before in a montage somewhere about bad movies. Uh, the ape gives the, uh, after it knocks a helicopter out of the sky, it right. gives the finger to the destroyed helicopter. Yep. And that's just yep. like, just a finger. It does like the whole arm thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the, on the wiki page, uh, one of the reviewers says, and to sum it up, you know, the giant ape gives... You know, gives the helicopter the finger as if it was doing it to the audience as well. <laughs> it was. Now, here's the thing I didn't find uh, on IMDb, and I couldn't find it anywhere else. They don't name the person that plays the ape, if, if I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? I did not. I don't remember seeing anywhere where it says the person in that monkey costume. And I'm telling you, I need to know who was playing the ape because some of the things he did, I need to ask questions. <laughs> I, I need to ask: did the, when, when you're when you're flailing your arms, did the director just tell you to make the same arm movement fifteen times? Yeah, right. And my favorite part is when he first breaks out of the water. He stands up, and he kind of moves his arms a bit, and you can see all the water pouring out of the suit. And then he then he kind of squats down again. Yeah, what to get more water out or something? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it, it was no, it's noticeably okay. He's squatting again. And I don't think he's supposed to. <laughs> was the suit too heavy? Did he lose his footing? I need to know this. You know, it's just the uh, the unsung hero of this film is the guy in the monkey suit. And in that the opening scene uh, where he's wrestling the shark, uh, you could see his shirt right through the costume. There's like holes in it. He's wearing a white shirt underneath that costume. <laughs> I, I like it when he grabs the snake out of the tree and throws it and it hits the cameraman. <laughs> it's like, wham! <laughs> the camera <laughs> and the next shot is like the camera's like on the ground and the snake's moving almost as if like they just dropped the camera and happened to get the shot of the snake moving away yeah right jeez oh, <laughs> like, so what you doing you hit the camera I got a feeling the ape and the camera guy we're not getting along <laughs> probably not you get in this fucking suit uh, and speaking of that because uh, I looked at the wiki page and whatnot, it it said that the gorilla changes uh, changes shape 
or as, uh, the height is changed because well, it that... seems like different people are in this suit. No, what happened? I, I don't think it's that. What happens with all these films is whenever they try to do a giant monster, you 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 see the same thing in the uh, uh, Godzilla versus King Kong that they made. Uh, whenever you do this kind of like giant monster and you build cities and you have all these interactions, you they never get the perspective, the the um, scale correct in every okay. scene. So in some scenes he's tearing down buildings and and ripping open, you know, ripping out power lines. Then the next scene, he's standing in the street in front of a bus, and all of a sudden, his, he's like his feet are half the size they should be. So it, it's it's just it's just a matter of, I I think it's just a matter of. Uh, then again, with that budget, it could have been whoever's you know whoever's got shit detail today gets in the monkey outfit. Yeah, who's available? <laughs> who's not on screen? Tom, uh, Rod, 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 you're in the suit today, but I'm the lead. Get in the goddamn suit, Rod. <laughs> but you're I'm, working for I'm nothing. the romantic lead. Right, Rod, Rod, we, we saw you on the soaps. Get in the goddamn suit. <laughs> and and his name, the lead, the, the, the male lead's name of the film, Tom Rose. Yeah. And his real I name don't is know. Rod, Rad Arantz. Or, Rod Arantz. Arantz. Arantz? 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 Arantz sounds better. Arantz, Arantz. Arantz sounds like it makes more sense. Yeah, that guy's Tom. still alive, too. The, the the female lead's name should have been Rose, not the lead actor, Tom Rose. <laughs> I'm Tom Rose, and I'm I'm going to beat around the bush about proposing to you because I'm afraid, damn it, I'm afraid, and I and I'm sporting the bad assest, baddiest assest, that's the natural word, denim leisure suit you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's I, denim, but it looked denim. It was the color of denim. I love it, was it when the color he, of cool. When he when he actually the color of cool. <laughs> I love him when he actually does rescue her, and Captain Kim says, "Take her to my house. She'll be safe there. Go to you know Seoul." So he takes mm -hmm. her there, and then he leaves. She's like, "Where are you going?" Well, she's goes, safe there. Well, he leaves. And she says, "Where are you going?" He goes, "Well, I'm a reporter, and this is one hell of a story." And then, of course, the giant ape is just trying to find her. So, by putting her in Seoul, they single-handedly destroy that town. All right, just now be, don't make just, don't make what don't make me argue logic in the film. How how is the reporter supposed to know that the monkey is going to track her down to Seoul? Well, apparently he's got some sort of mystical power because they're driving, they're driving to Seoul, and apparently he knows that uh, the the order is to now kill the ape, whereas before it was try and capture. So mm -hmm. you know he's got the skinny somehow. Yeah, well, he he also has an innate knowledge of, of crude hand gestures, so it's a very oh, intelligent yeah. ape. When you get yeah. a brain that big, it absorbs knowledge from surrounding people. Mm -hmm. So from uh, rescuing her to driving her to Seoul, somehow he got the intel. Yeah, we're killing this yeah. thing now. <laughs> he, the, he just threw the snake at the camera. <laughs> I love that. Colonel Davis. Uh, they then later they have to do what? <laughs> <laughs> they want it alive. What are you looking at me for? Is my fly undone? <laughs> <laughs> well, get on the horn. Okay. No, he's he's def he's definitely the 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 hidden gem in the film. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. The. Uh. 
Rodorantz. Last thing he ever did was in 2006, called the Darwin Awards, where his uh, hmm? pilot. That's that's what how he was casted. Pilot. He he probably flew something. And ironically enough, uh, in 1998, he did an episode of Dharma and Greg, pilot, for that as well. He was also in a film, uh, um, Linda Lovelace runs, uh, runs for President. Oh, dear God. Which I never heard of, <clears throat> and uh, it, it interests me. I need to find this film now. <laughs> Now the whole Lovelace movie just came out, you know, and the whole debate about whether whether it was like forcible rape or not, and you know she's she's been one of the leading icons that you hold up when you have your anti pornography stance. It was was her and her alleged victimization during the whole process, which you know could have happened. So that's interesting. I want to see that. Alex Nichol, though, Colonel Davis. He was also in uh, what was the it was uh, the road to Laramie, um, uh, the man from the, the man from Laramie. And that's he, right. He, he and he beats the fuck out of Jimmy Stewart in that film. Oh, does he really? Oh, he like beats the hell out of him, shoots his hand, drags him through a fire. <laughs> it's just you're looking at a man who beat up Jimmy Stewart in his during his tough phase, <laughs> during his western phase. You know before. Ah, after the before, you know that oh, middle part you, before you, and after. You, 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 just, you, you just shot me in the hand. Yeah, why, no. Why, yeah, why'd you t- go? Why'd you go and do that? <laughs> yeah, no. We're talking the tough Western Jimmy Stewart. He, he he knocked his ass around. No giant rabbit there. Rabbit. <laughs> Harvey, Harvey, Jimmy Stewart, Harvey. Yes. Invisible rabbit. I should have said that would that would have been more of a clue. And apparently, the whole world agrees about this film, uh, and probably I, I don't think it's unjustified. IMDb has it at two stars. Two? Think that's a little high. A little high? Wow! I don't know. I would give it one star for the uh, for the gay semen, and mm-hmm. one star for Colonel Davis. I, I would even give it one more star just for the the, the, the monkey giving the bird. But that may be stretching it. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, this is a film where, well, you know it, what, it's, yeah, it's one of those, it, it, it can play as one of those, it's so bad, it's good, you can have a lot of fun watching this with people. Yeah, but, but I mean, as far as, like, rating it, as far as whether it's a good film or not, oh, no, uh, yeah, I know, no. what I, what I, I usually make the argument with some films that just because it's low budget doesn't mean it's bad because it, they're doing what they can with what they have, but this is a film where it's obvious that they had no intention to do anything else except try to squeeze some money out of the King Kong remake release coming out. And so it's purely exploitational. It's purely just get something on screen so we can try to make a buck. And it shows from everything from the, the lame dialogue, uh, the, the, the most excruci- excruciatingly boring romantic dialogue between uh, our two leads there. Yeah. Uh, it shows everywhere in the film that they just were just quickly as possible... Uh, get it out there. So I, I, I don't think they score any points for trying to do something with a low budget because all they were trying to do was spend the money and make some more. So I'm not playing nice on this. I, I would say two stars is, is accurate. Okay. Maybe even one. But, for, you know, for one, it would have to... There would have to be a lot worse uh, sound and film quality. <clears throat> yeah, I think so. Um... Do you have any favorite lines from the film? 
other than the uh, screw the press. That was my favorite. After that one, nothing else held up to it. It was, yeah, that was it. I did like Colonel Davis's last line in the movie, though. Which one was that? That was the one where he said, "I'd like to see that monkey get his mandolin now." <laughs> how did I miss that? How did it's I at, miss that? It's at the very end. It's the line right before, um, right right before Joanna Kearns and uh, Tom Rose. Uh, she says, why? Why did this happen? He's just too big for our little planet, or little world, small world. I saw world. that part. I saw that. It was that. right before that. He's wearing, like, this big jacket. He's like, I'd like to see that monkey get his mandolin now. <laughs> or, or gorilla, or ape. I forget how he worded it, but he's like, I'd like to see that monkey get his mandolin now. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Um... Maybe it's, not a man, maybe it's not a mandolin then. You know, like when the uh, the guy, uh, like old fair type guys where they'd have like a little monkey and it'd play like a little accordion type thing. I think that's mm-hmm. what he meant. But is that what he said? No, that's what he said. Well, it was mandolin. I think it was mandolin. Here. Oh, here we go. No, they got it on IMDb. So let's see him dance for his organ grinder now. Organ grinder? That's what it says here. Okay. You want to you want to get to that part and just play it and, and yeah, hear it firsthand. You're, 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 you're not going to be able to hear it though. No. Yeah. Let's see. They're just pouring fruit punch out of his mouth. <laughs> ah, here it comes. <laughs> ah, here it comes. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Let's see him dance for his organ grinder now. <laughs> As he's smoking a cigarette. Let's see him dance for his organ grinder now. <laughs> Where'd you get mandolin? I do. <clears throat> I, I don't know. Monkeys have been known to play mandolins. Uh, have they now? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Let's do a search for monkey mandolin. Here it is. just too big for a small world like ours. He was just too big for a small world like ours. Oh, for Christ's sakes. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, glad we got that out of the way. Uh, Rating that two stars? Two stars. Let's do that. Done. 
and and uh, I got a feeling. Yeah, the majority of the votes, sixty-two percent of the votes for this movie, one star. One star, eh? Any tens? Thirteen uh, percent. Just people 13%. being silly. Yeah. <clears throat> highest demographic for this film, highest rated demographic, females age thirty to forty-four. I don't know what to make of that. Hmm. <clears throat> maybe maybe people maybe women that grew up watching it on TV. I don't know and enjoyed the rape scene. I, I don't I don't have an explanation. Big fans of Joanna Kearns, Family Ties. Mm-hmm. Take maybe. it. Take it. Take it. You want it. <laughs> you know you do. I'm watching it in in the living room and, I, and I'm watching it and I just yell out, "Take it off! Take it off!" Yeah. I hear near the room. What? Oh, not not family ties. Growing pains. What the hell am I talking about? Ah. Uh, yes. She's still a mom. I, I forget sometimes that there are other people in the house and I say things to the television. <laughs> Take it off! Take it off! Uh. What are you doing? I'm just <laughs> encouraging the rape of this actress. Please leave me alone. I'm busy. <laughs> what? Uh. Women are things? The women are things. Wow. From it's from the Family Guy. I know, I know. Oh, okay. Fine. Yes, yes, yes. So, all right, that's our formal review of Ape, not to be confused with King Kong. There was actually a lawsuit between RKO and the company that was making this because they were calling it uh, like King Kong Returns, mm -hmm. um, or for like some Super reason they King thought Kong. that it wasn't copyright. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they did a $1.5 million lawsuit, which just seems so minuscule as compared to what the kind of lawsuit that would happen now. But anyway, so they that's why in all the movie posters and the trailer, it it says not to be confused with King Kong. It actually says that on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, according to the wiki, they did it anyway. The film was being sold as like Super King Kong and King Kong Returns anyway. Well, foreign countries, yeah, where they can't, yeah. where they're not going to track them down. Yeah, <laughs> and if they were smart, they, if they were if they were smart, they should, they should have like used that to their advantage. Like the, the all their advertising could have been King Kong was a pussy compared to this ape. <laughs> Universal's scared of our monkey. Why? Because he he beat King Kong's ass. <laughs> this isn't King Kong. This is if if they got the if if they had to actually say in their advertising that this is not King Kong, they should have said, "This isn't King Kong. It's better than King Kong. It's ape." That's like a given. That's an invitation right there to bring up the name. Right. In 3D. In 3D. Fantastic. Um. If I may. Yes, you may. I, I want I want to briefly touch on another film that I've seen recently. Oh shit. Uh. What? <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. I know because I'm going to have to defend it. You're going to defend it, really? I'm 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 too exhausted for this. <laughs> <laughs> I really am. Have you seen you've seen the film all the way through? I saw it in in the theater. In 3D. All right. And you didn't walk out at all. No. <clears throat> I didn't. All right. I'm gonna give you. I enjoy uh, it. A few, I'm, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna. Give you, I'm gonna give you a few reasons why. This is you're the wrong. rare, the rare time Scott and I are just divided on something. 
And it's always mind blowing because it's always on the most bizarre thing. It's like, why? Why would you possibly pick this film to dig your heels in on? Like this in the Fifth Element. I don't get it. I don't get how this. That's the film that you're going to stand your ground and say, No, no, it's definitely it's an awesome film. We're talking about the film Gravity. Yes, which got Al- a lot Alfonso of press. Cuarón, director. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Made a ton of money at the box office. Rave reviews yeah. up and down, except for Scott. Uh huh. Probably a best picture nomination coming. Oh, better fucking not be. Oh, just expect it. Expect it. Uh, There's uh, ten nom- potential nominations. You're telling me Gravity, one of the most financially successful and well-reviewed films, is not going to get a nomination. Yeah, why the f- Why the fuck was this film well-reviewed? Can someone please tell me this? Well, tell us why it shouldn't have been. Give me, give me one. Tell me what you liked about it first. I, I want to know what I'm tearing down here. What I liked about it, it yeah. Kept my, well, to be completely honest, I, I I was entertained, and and when it really all comes down to it, that's what I want from my films. I want to be entertained, and visually, it was beautiful. Okay, um, so great CGI. It did have that, yes. Great CGI. Okay, I'll give you that because you there. I can name a bunch of films that had great CGI, like Avatar and uh, yeah. Prometheus. And well, yeah. uh, I, I, I can keep, I can keep naming them. You can, uh, but I, 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 I will not allow that to stand as why the film was a good movie. No, and I'm not saying that's why it was good. Please, you have to, you have to enlighten me. All right, I'm trying to find first of all because if you're gonna thing, take, if you're gonna take the whole God angle, and shit on that's it, that's part of it. Because that's be, part of it. You know what? That, that's uh, it's unfair. No, it's not. And I'm going to explain it, no, why. No, it, is, it is unfair. It is no, unfair. No, no, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. I saw that coming. It's not because it has a religious element in it. You know one of my favorite films is The Ninth Configuration, and that is a deeply religious film. Yes, it is. And it's all about faith, and I, and I love the that. All-knowing, the all-knowing, all-powerful foot. Right. So so that is not a litmus test for me. If it's like, a, oh, it's about uh, faith in God, I don't automatically turn my nose up at that. I'm not okay. an angry atheist. Okay. Uh, the, the opening, the, at the beginning, when they have right. the, uh, the opening titles. Right. The first one, at 600, at 600 kilometers above planet Earth, the temperature fluctuates between uh, 258 degrees and negative 148 degrees Fahrenheit. Some straight scientific facts, right? Okay. You know, I, didn't, that I, I, didn't, I didn't check it, but sure. I've got it right here in front of me. All right. Next, there is nothing to carry sound. All right, we're getting a little basic now. There's no, there's no sound in space. All right. All right, no air pressure. Oh, there's no air pressure in space. Next one, no oxygen. Get the fuck out. That must be why they keep wearing helmets up there. What? What the this fuck is, was this? That? This is what you're nitpicking, really? Well, this is one of my reasons. Life in space is impossible. What you're doing now is you're setting the tone. For the average intelligence of the audience, this film is geared towards. All right, you—they're actually going out of the way to remind you. Oh, by the way, in case you didn't know it, space, pretty, pretty empty. Not much going on up there. <laughs> All right, this is a bad sign. This is the first thing that really bothered me. Now, I will give you great visuals. Obviously, we've got to a point now where, where they can. Let's, much let's not even let's not even talk about it. We know they're great. If anyone right, but, has seen a trailer, they know it's okay. great. 
but I'm getting to something, so I'm bringing that up. Fine. I'm, and I'm giving you that as a play. great visual. So I, I was enjoying the film for a little bit. It's like, wow, this is kind of cool. It's great stuff, and, and everything's whipping around, and things bloating, and there's a hole in the guy's head. Wow, this is fucking cool. Now, <laughs> they, they, they really set it up at the beginning, the whole idea that there's no sound in space. They even say there's no oxygen, there's no pressure, there's no life in space. And they at the beginning, when they're first doing everything, they really set up the whole idea that there's no noise out there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that whole scene. So that whole big explosion part, there's like, you know, there's there's stuff happening, but you really aren't getting that full sound that you would get. And there's a, there are a lot of spots where they use the lack of sound for tension. Then as the film progresses, after they've set the tone and the idea that this is a big silent place, every time there's a scene where there's going to be some kind of tension built on the fact that there's silence, they keep drowning out the silence with this horrible fucking soundtrack. I like the soundtrack. What, what, why was it even there, though? All it did was just distract from what was supposed, what's supposed to be the main thing about this film. Well, here's, here's the thing. Space. And, and I it's, hope they come out with a director's cut of the film. Because Quran wanted to do the film without a soundtrack. He good. wanted all of that right. stuff to be dead, like Kubrick. Dead uh-huh. silent. That's mm-hmm. what he wanted. Studios didn't want that. They felt that it would take away... Uh, from the film, so he they, worked with they felt them. That, they felt that the the, the audience they're aiming for, which is the audience needs to be told that life in space is impossible, would get bored if they didn't have constant uh, a, a constant stimulus attacking them throughout the entire film. Right. Right. So Karan actually did want to do what you're suggesting, but uh-huh. I think he kind of lost that battle because they're giving him like a hundred, hundred fifty million dollars to make the movie. So he made an inferior film. That's his problem, not mine. Well, <laughs> he knowingly ma- he, he didn't want to do it, so he knowingly made an inferior film. He knowingly did what he thought was wrong. I cannot. I, there's no excuse for that. that well, that's that's on him. In my even, opinion, I like my point. I like the soundtrack. I thought, eh. knowing that information, he made it work to the best of his ability. And in my opinion, I don't. I I think your argument on that. I don't. I don't agree eh. with it. I just uh, eh. I don't. But it distracts. It distracts I, I, more. Than I think it would thing. be cool to have an alternate cut of the film, in the exact vision that he wanted, where it's completely silent. Uh, you know, everything in space is just there's no soundtrack. Exactly how he wanted it. I and I know he can do it. It's whether or not he'll release but it, maybe some special edition. You use music, and the, what they were trying to do with the music, you usually use music to build tension or build a feeling in the film. And mm-hmm. in the film, it distracts from it because the silence is what's supposed to build the tension in this kind of setting. So he was right, and it's it's a, it's bad. So that's one reason why it sucks. <laughs> then I dream agree, sequence, but, dream right, sequence, the dream sequence automatically negates this film as a is a good film. Sorry, sorry, Bull, bullshit, cheaty. Uh, which I'm not going to get into detail because I'm, I'm not. It's a, it's kind of a spoiler, so I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, and just say. It's a cheesy, dumbass dream sequence, and that that and that's the film just totally disregarding anything for the for the audience. That's it. There was no reason for that. I don't know. No. I don't agree now, with that either. Another thing I have again, we I mentioned that configuration and how mm-hmm. that whole thing is about faith in God and everything and religion and spirituality, but it's done right because it's out there in the open. They discuss it. It's part of the film. It's part of what it is. 
don't make a film about faith in God and kind of hide it and, and make the subtle things about, well, we can't hear the ra- people on the other end of the radio, so we have to keep talking and just assume they can hear us. We have to do that. You understand? Yeah, I get it. That's called prayer. Shut the fuck up already. Oh, All right? And let's, really? and let's, and let's, and let's, I mean, let's do really? this. That, yeah, that's what that is. That's what all that's about. No, I understand where you're going. It's just like, come on. You got to yeah. let it go a little bit. No, you, you, no. You take it because too it's, seriously. No, because, because it's a serious, it's supposed, it's, well, no, when you make a film that's supposed to be serious, yeah. I'm allowed to take it to task for being implausibly serious or just wrong. It's, it's, it's too, it's too mamby pamby throw under the, under the radar there. Oh, see, it's about, it's kind of about faith and everything. And then the whole thing where she finds the radio and, start, and starts uh, barking at a Chinese guy with his dogs. Okay, whatever. That's and you know fine. what? I, and, and, and the only th- and, and and listen, the only thing I can, the only thing I can say, yeah, yeah, I'm dying in space. I'm probably not gonna live. The, you know, this is probably going to go horribly wrong. What What do you think's gonna happen? Woof woof. You're gonna start. Listen. If you ever find yourself uh, out in space, uh, yeah. you know, with on the brink of death, uh, mm-hmm. you may be barking at a radio uh, in 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 another uh, countries where some Chinese guy is, uh, you know, with his dogs. I, you may I, do, you I, may be doing that. I am not going to hold I, that against I, anybody. I am spe- I'm especially not going to uh, criticize uh, the film for it. It's put, and I will because it's put in there for a comic relief during uh, a, a whole tense sequence to yeah, try to I mean, break up the I mood. Mean, and comic relief about going crazy when you're dying isn't that funny, especially when you have a film that's trying to take a very serious angle on stuff. I, I didn't, I didn't find it that funny to be completely it, it, honest. Well, I, no, I, maybe, no, I don't know why you did, but uh, no, <laughs> it's, it's no, it's an obviously put there for people to laugh to break the tension. It's not, and, I'm, and I'm saying I don't, th- I don't think it was uh, intended for that at all. Oh, really? So nobody laughed in the theater when she started barking? No, not really. Really? I, no, I'm telling I you. I'm, I'm, t- I'm telling you. Maybe, maybe it would have been like All right, a, now, half, a, a, I, I, a half crooked smile, but no one openly laughed. I, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if you think I'm talking about gut belly laughing. I, I'm saying it's a it's a humorous scene in nature to break the tone it's obvious that's why they put it there it doesn't i don't think it works i think it's stupid also i think it's stupid that a film with this much of a budget has to rip off wally <laughs> near the end i think that's stupid <sighs> and when you and and and, and, and and that they have to set it up all the way at the beginning that oh she had a fire extinguisher with her oh good because i wouldn't have believed it otherwise we have to make sure she grabs that at some point. We can't just have it in there, right? No, it has to travel with her. It has to be pointed out so when we see it, we get an aha moment where we don't need one. And finally, you don't make a film so heavily wrapped up in science. Slip the whole the whole religion thing under there about God and praying and all this and make it all you know, uh, spiritual and, oh, when you see her in heaven, you tell her that it's okay. Blah, blah. You don't do all of that and then at the end recreate fucking evolution with your last scene that's just that's that's just that just throws everything into a tailspin you're now you're 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 courting both sides of the fence i didn't mind it i just i didn't i was like i think i think i think this is really the wrong film to to like try and break down 
uh, as much as you are. What? I really no, do. This, no, this is the, exactly the kind of film to break down because everything that's done in a film like this is intentional. Well, yeah. If, if your director's arguing for, for it not having the soundtrack, which is the right choice in the first place, every little thing in this film is intentional. The, the whole, the whole uh, evolution thing at the end was definitely intentional because I went back and read the re- well, interviews I'm, and I'm found sure. where he actually no, said it was. Of course it was. I mean, yeah, you, you, this is a yeah. film that's meant to be broken down. This isn't. This was wasn't made just for pure. Is this isn't Forrest Gump, which is just stupid. <laughs> this is something that's trying to deliver a message, and it it does so kind of like cutesy and convoluted, and I don't care for it. Yeah, that's okay. That's your that's your opinion. No, no, no. It's your opinion. It's my opinion. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if it's if your that's opinion, my opinion that you didn't like the film, it's my opinion that I think you're wrong. That's it's everybody's it's everybody's opinion on everything they say. Don't use that as an argument when de- when debating something. It's everybody's opinion. That's the point of it. Well, don't say that. I just said that. I, I just said saying, your opinion it. is that you didn't like it. My opinion is that you're wrong. But no, don't don't use opinion. Period. It's not. It, we that's a given. That's that's by just saying that all you're doing is just trying to discredit everything I said by saying that <laughs> oh you're just delusional. That's why I, I never say that. I I never say that's your opinion because it, it's it's a half-assed statement. Don't do that. So just say I'm wrong. Don't don't tell me that's my opinion. You're wrong, sir. But you might, you might as well say that we should agree to disagree. We should agree to disagree. You should blow me. <laughs> Name the time and place. <laughs> You know, baby, whenever you want. Oh, yeah. All right. No, it was a stupid fucking movie. It had great nah, visuals. Nah, I, I really enjoyed I, I did, it. I enjoyed it. And I, I took it for what it was worth. All right? Not, definitely not worth the money spent. Listen, I'm not, I wasn't walking out of there saying, yeah, maybe I'll think about that God thing again. Uh, maybe I'll, you know, it, that's again, not how I took the film. Again, not against bringing up religion in space. And I, and, and against, I know that. Against the way they did it. Because they did it really kind of underhanded. Almost like they were afraid to bring it up. It's like, oh, let's, let's make it a subtext. Let's talk about radio, people on other ends of radios and talking to them. Whenever you make a metaphor that involves prayer and radios, you're mm. done. You're done. <laughs> Unless it's Warren Zevon's Muhammad's radio. That's the only one that really counts. Everything else is shit. Stop it. Okay. Might as well be a Stephen King book at that point. He's got a good radio. They all got radio. <laughs> all of them. Fucking, fucking, yeah, it's no, no, better not get any, any uh, Academy, any Oscars it gets better be for visuals and shit. Oh, it gets, yeah. If it gets, yeah, if it gets screenplay, yeah. I'm pinching a fit. No, definitely not. I think it'll be ironic if it gets best sound, personally. <laughs> <laughs> no, it won't because there's too much damn sound in the film. Huh? <laughs> Just don't forget. Don't forget. Life in space is impossible. It's impossible, and no one can hear you scream either. But that didn't stop them from using that tagline. Right. So. Although I, I I do like the title because it has a dual meaning. But yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. The gravity of the gravity of the situation. Gravity. It, at least it's better than if they just called it like uh, uh, floating or something stupid or floating. Yeah. You know. Just call it space. Yeah, exactly. It could have been a lazy title. At least gravity has a dual em- meaning. Emptiness. Yeah. 
like like Prometheus this doesn't count because it's it's too heavy handed of a of a title. So oh Prometheus, ah, uh, you know, flame, blah blah blah, gods. You know, this is a nice the best thing about this film is the title. So says you. Um Yeah, of course. I you just, I just heard me say it. Yeah. Stop that. Stop it. You, you, you you're stop. goading me. You're goading me. No, you're goading me. Stop saying things like that. <laughs> so says you. Anyway. All right. Let's end the show. You got us to the one hour mark. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. This is episode 130 of Movie Sucktastic. And you can go to our iTunes page and you can download all of our shows there. You can listen to them. You can put them on your favorite MP3 player. Anything you want to do, you can do it there. You can give us reviews. You can go to our uh, our website at moviesucktastic.com. You can download all, all of our shows there. You can watch the show live through live stream as well. You can go to live stream and you can do it there. You can email us at the movie guys at moviesucktastic.com. You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. You can go to our Facebook at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. You can go to our Tumblr at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. You know the best thing of Gravity was? It was only an hour and a half long. I did enjoy the fact that it wasn't this two and a half hour epic. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll you, give for, a, different, I'll give you for different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll give a kudos for that, for not stretching it out. That, that yeah. That's, you know. No, it could have very well have been made into a three hour epic. Mm-hmm. Very well. All right. All right. Do uh, you have any words of wisdom? Woof, woof. <laughs> woof. Woof, woof. Okay. Good enough. We'll talk to you next week. Woof. Ha, ha, ha.